Cordano. Cordano. Uh, this is uh, oh, let's just balance that on my gear stick. Uh, this is um, <laughs> you all know what I mean. <laughs> this is the podcast. We're sorry, not in service. We're spotting um, the owl, and we're um, kicking it old school by doing the uh, intro and outros to the podcast in my car. Yeah, uh, because um, we're moving from our current studio to a new one, and they removed all the doors. So yes. whereas normally what we would do is shut ourselves in a room, record the intro and outro, and not disturb the other, with, yep. not disturb the varmints who come on after us. Um, yeah, and, we, uh, we looked round and all the doors had gone. <laughs> yeah, and suddenly the room was like just part of an extended hall with a stairway in it and things like that. Yeah, so we couldn't do it there. So we're in a car, which is exciting. And the following podcast, it's exciting. Um, and <laughs> and the rest of your life, it's exciting. Get on with it, especially that bit at the end. Blimey, <laughs> who, saw, who saw that coming? <laughs> Man alive, certainly not you. You should oh. see your face. Oh, and um, yes, or oh, check your horoscope because maybe you will find out what's going to happen to you. Yeah, do you see what I did? Well, what? I did see what you said. Yeah, good luck of your Aries. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a nightmare. Oh, right, bye. Bye. See you. The headlines tonight. Top scientists complete study on weather-induced facial paralysis. Judges to reveal winner of Britain's Got Book Cover Talent. Junk mail levels reach highest point since records began. Hosts of local radio programmes to announce what they've seen to an uninterested population. Astrology expert to com- provide comprehensive details of nation's future. Forthcoming Dream Census expected to yield no useful data. Head of Ofcom to resign after reasoning in a statement, if we're powerless to stop Sorry Not in Service being broadcast, then there's no point in us being here. Drum, 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 bass, guitar, sing song. Who was that, William? Oh, that was the ACDC band. And who are you, William? I'm a William band. And who are you, Simon? I'm the Simon band. And together we are the Sorry Not In Service band. Show. Show. Uh, mm. Here on 10 Radio. <laughs> what a brilliant start this is. Um, listeners, welcome along. Sorry Not In Service on 10 Radio. We're going to be with you between, well, now and then 10 o'clock. Uh, we've got a hot topic this evening, listeners. Yep. Inspired, of course, by recent events. That's right. <laughs> what weird dreams have you had? Yeah, um, what weird dreams do you have? Uh, Simon, no, have you had? There is quite an important distinction there, Will. Not weird dreams do you have. Yeah, send in any dream tales to studio at 10radio.org or, um, or sorry, not in service, at yahoo.co.uk. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll just, we'll take it from there. Yeah, we'll just kind of, we'll riff on the subject of what you send in. We'll kind of take your input and just turn it into magic before your startled ears catch <laughs> up with what's happening and turn the radio off with your ears, you elephantine freak. Speaking of elephantine freaks, here's Kate Bush with Rubber Band Girl. <laughs> And there, of course, the lovely Kate Bush there. A discovery of Dave Gilmore of Pink Floyd. And yes. all the tortures past. That's, uh, that's certainly a, a fact. Yeah. Re. K. Bush, Esquire. Yeah, Esquire. Yes. Yeah. The erstwhile K. Bush, Esquire. Nice. Um, so, William, I believe you were going to ask me a question. I... <laughs> now, 
Simon, on the top on tonight's hot topic, inspired by recent events in the world, um, Simon, what weird dream might you have had recently that gave you such cause to raise this as a subject? Well, it was on the show tonight. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was a little bit horrific, actually, and I, I, I woke up in uh, in the traditional cold sweat. I dreamt, and it was regarding my legs. So I'm just going to pop these into your um, line oh, of sight. Hello. There they are. And um, no, there's one. Yep, there's one. No. Try and get the other up. So that's the other one. Now you can't see this, listeners, unless you're one of the many people looking in through the window right oh, now. Oh. Um, but William, these legs here. I dreamt that on the front of these legs were horrific, great big boils, really oh. big, horrible, nasty ones. Could this have been inspired by a recent events? Uh, no, no. Um, big horrible boils, right? Big okay. horrible boils. Now th that was fine. I, w I was sort of okay it was with fine. it. I was okay with it because the doctors can, you know, do whatever w w with it. Even. But the, but the back of the legs was the real problem. Are so you going to try and show me the back of your legs. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so the back of the legs okay. that caused me uh, great grief because in my dream I um, I had um, trees growing out the back of my legs out of my calves. And that was slightly more worrying because, of course, the doctors, I don't think they're trained for trees coming out of the back of calves. They're so that, that trained, but they can use their information to resolve the problem. Right. Well, maybe I needed a tree surgeon. <laughs> um, and um, so I, I found that very unsettling okay, and woke up in a cold sweat. Um, and that's what sort of... Um, I don't usually remember my dreams. What um, direction were the trees growing in? Were they growing in like... like um, sort of jutting 90 out. De 90 degrees to the angle of your leg? Yes. Oh. Yeah, so it was it was horrific. But um, yes, I don't normally remember my dreams. Uh, I remembered this one, and that's why I thought I should share. Could William, you, could could you, you feel the could you feel the trees? Oh well, I, I sort of yanked one of them out, and that really? hurt. Did yeah. it? Well, because I because um because I sort of looked at them and went, oh, that's not right. So I tried pulling one out, and it did come out, but it was a bit of a. Anyway, uh, have William, you been shot with a hastily made arrow recently? Yeah, all right. No fair point. I'll look into that. Um, <laughs> William, what was um? Have you had any dreams, dream weaver? <laughs> yes. No, no, I haven't. Macromedia Flash MX. Just <laughs> <laughs> right, new superhero names. So, listeners, um, get in contact with us if you've uh, had any dreams. Uh, studio at tenradio.org or sorry, not in service at yahoo.co.uk. Um, this is David Watts uh, by the chair. No. That was, of course, The Jam with David Watts, which is a song about his best friend. That's right. But uh, he was sort of bigging Watts, Wattsy up, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Old Watts I, don't, I don't think the, the Wattster is, is, is all that, really. I don't think he's all as much as Paul Weller's making him out to be. Really? You, yes. You, you, you're down on the Watland Dorpster? <laughs> I am. I am. Certainly I am. Don't be down on the Watland Dorpster. Well, I can't help it. The deeds that he's done. Um, so I'm going to reciprocate your... Um, offered dream yes uh, with one because I don't have a lot of dreams and I think it's mainly because of this one uh, when I was younger I was plagued for quite some time with a recurring dream of a uh, I was leading a uh, small group of my uh, school chums through a large uh, cubicled warehouse right and um, there were uh, things preventing me from seeing the length of the building but I was aware it was a very very big building not similar to one um, near where we grew up yes and uh well, this group of my friends, we were being, um, as we were trying to make our way out of this building, we were being chased <gasps> by a kind of a wolf man oh in a kind of the 50s B-movie style. Yes, I know the ones well. Excessively yeah. hairy person. And um, in this recurring dream, we would be essentially picked off by the wolf man. 
Yes. Uh, as a group until such a time as we were all gone. Yes. And um, and then it would get me every time. It's a very unpleasant dream. It sounds like a it sounds like a ruddy nightmare. Put yourself in my shoes. They're too big for you. I'm a better man. So um, <laughs> I had this dream. <laughs> I had this dream on many occasions and for a very long time. And obviously, it's very terrifying. I was very young. And over time, I began to become slightly annoyed with the repetitious nature of this dream. <laughs> yeah. As it, as is my style. Yes. As is my id. And so the point at which it stopped was the point where I arrived in this dream again. I saw my friends. There was Tom and Jason Mills. There was Wills Rawlins. There was John Bartlett. Yes, I know them well. Yeah, and um, I felt the presence of the, the, the Wolfman lurking nearby, ready to attack me or one of my friends. Mm. And in a manner not dissimilar to the methods by which I dealt with a bull a while back, I went, What? No! I will... No! Get back! And so, um, resolved the issue. Is that that's it? Yeah, yeah. The wolf, the wolf man just came out from uh, behind the things he was hiding behind, and mm. kind of looked at me, and then just walked off. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was, I never had it again, and I've pretty much not suffered from nightmares since. What a, uh, what a, a wonderful or a lack dream. of confidence in real life. <laughs> that's, that's, that's also true. Yeah, I'm quite interested. To know, quite also interested to know, um, Dad, if if you're listening, can you just confirm whether or not you ever chased William and his friends through a cubicle? Sorry, killing them. Because it's like killing them off one by one. Because I know you've never been a fan of William's friends or William himself. You you work in a cubicle environment or worked in a cubicle environment, and you're quite hairy. I'm just saying. Hashtag just saying. Uh, there's a there's you a pattern emerging. You are just saying. Hashtag just saying. Yes, that's right. Right. So, wonderful dream, William. What a meta discussion. Oh, babe, I've got something wonderful that you need to see. I think it'll be the finest thing you've seen all fortnight. Speaking of which. The hosts of Sorry Northern Service have a feature where they challenge each other over who's seen the best thing in between the broadcasting of their shows on Dead Radio. I think it's on now. Sorry, Toots. Rafty time will just have to wait. That's right, listeners. It's time for Who's Seen Best. Who's Seen who's Best? Who's Seen the Best Thing in the Last Fortnight? Uh, William, uh, we'll just do a quick toss of the coin, and you've won, so you're going first. Okay, <laughs> excellent stuff. Um, I saw an absolute corker in my next Fjord supermarket. Right. Um, obviously, summer holidays, a lot of people about. What are those, those small people, proto people? Not really fully human. Ch- children. Children. Children, children. Yes, children, children. Lots of children about, Lots yeah. Lots of children about. Obviously, with their tired, tired parents uh, shuttling them about the place, and I saw one child busy uh, running along, running along, and just tripped over nothing like they do, the idiots, because they're basically not—they're not real yet, you know. Wait, stop! Stop slamming the kids. Get to your point. Okay, my point is, this child tripped and fell quite hard, actually, a little bit of a skid. This is the best. That sounds funny. <laughs> this is amazing. I was so happy. Just stood up, and dusted herself off and did the proper kind of like 50s style I've fallen over I'll dust my knees <laughs> it's all so dusty isn't it it's all very very dusty and then turned around to a father 
and properly told him off for not coming over and helping him. <laughs> and the best thing is, I would, honestly, I would say she must have been at most about four. Right. It was brilliant. <laughs> so what was, what was the what? telling off? The telling off was, I fell. <laughs> I fell over. <laughs> it's supposed to help. I fell. <laughs> was it? Oh. <laughs> oh, God. What are you doing? That's good, Will. That is good. Um, I was watching, we were, I walked into the living room and uh, on the television was um, a Kirsty, well, Feminism's Kirsty Allsop. She was on the television. <laughs> She was uh, she was doing a um, she was doing a uh, doing up someone's house for for very little money, and one mm. of the things she suggested was um, it's not well paid. <laughs> no, no, how to do up your house on the cheap. Oh. She she suggested making a dog basket out of um, an old suitcase. Yeah. So you sort of line it all, all very nice. So she was busy doing that. Um, Carla was getting frustrated with feminism's Kirsty Allsop because you would. Um, so she went to change channel just after this scene where she was doing the, the suitcase. Changed channel and I, um, it was like a animal rescue style thing. And the animal rescuers were busy helping some dogs that were trapped in a suitcase and nearly died. <laughs> <laughs> It was oh, perfect timing. That's a that's a beautiful confluence of events. Right <laughs> <laughs> so we were rolling around in the aisles. Uh, quite a lot there. That oh, it's tough. That's, that's I, listeners. We kind of I, I, we're struggling to sort of um, decide who's who's best with these. I think we need some listener interaction. So is it Williams' nineteen fifties child telling off her father and dusting herself down having fallen, or is it Kirsty Allsop telling people to um, to put dogs, put, put dogs in suitcases where they might die? Where they might die. So um, so so do, do all that. Um, just as, as as an addendum. As an addendum. As an addendum. Um, Carla did. My wife, beautiful wife Carla, did text me just before we came on air to say that about something. She's been watching this child genius television program. The interviewer says, "Do you think being a child genius is overrated?" The child replies, "Yes. I don't want to be a genius. I want to be a dancer." <laughs> <laughs> this is a haiku by Slap Happy. So on and so forth. So yeah, listeners, uh, let us know um, who has won, who's seen best. And, shh. Ow, my nipple. And um, <laughs> let us know um, who you think wins, um, who's seen best, and uh, also let us know about any dreams you've had. Yeah, reward Simon's violence. And reward my violence, um, <laughs> listeners. Um, I just realised what I need on a t-shirt. Reward my violence. Mm, yeah. <laughs> touch and go and um, <laughs> that's, not, that's not a good t-shirt um, um, I'm going to do some plugging Will yeah sure <laughs> plugging um, the Old Hat All Dayer Festival at um, Buckland St Mary Village Hall on 30th of August mm -hmm. some um, wicked pop bands are playing uh, including I believe Young Johnny Do of these uh, very parishes uh, is going to be performing there I, I think with this dictaphone orchestra so that's something to look forward to Buckland St Mary Village Hall 30th of August uh, some of the bands named here are Bus Station Loonies 51st State Public Order Act and many more exclamation mark I know 51st State yes well I'm going to play something by 51st State next oh that's convenient it is convenient um, so yeah go to if you want some more details go to facebook.com and I believe you do a search for Old Hat All Dayer and um, this is 51st State who are a pair of punk rockers. <laughs> 
Here at 10 Radio's bi-weekly flagship nonsense fest, sorry not in service, we would like to thank you for all of the emails you've sent, all of the contributions you've made, communicating with us throughout the week. You are some of the greatest people we've ever met, and one of us is proud to call one of you our wife. Ah, oh, oh, very funny, oh, William. Oh, oh, oh. Very funny indeed. Um, listeners, we've had some emails in on our subject of uh, dreams. Dreams. So, uh, William, would what you like goes to... on when you're asleep? <laughs> Probably best not to think about it, really. Um, <laughs> for fear um, of those dreams becoming nightmares. Well, why not? Or possibly um, the other way around. William, why don't you kick off? I don't mean like get really angry I hate and start, start, start lashing out. I mean, and take the owl. Uh, take the owl. No, I mean uh, read out some of these. Um, okay, here's one from a, a regular contributor, Cedric the Librarian. And he says Although I and all my co beings do not require sleep and therefore do not dream in the conventional sense, we are all working towards a time when all information will be paper based and we can, once more, control all knowledge and therefore the world. Fair enough. That's, I mean, thank, that's, thank you, Cedric. Thank you, Cedric. Like, I, <laughs> so, would you mind paying attention when the email is email in? Yeah, sorry. Fulfill yeah, yeah. their purpose. That's a, that's a very good point. No, I was just reading some of the other emails because uh, I, I hadn't before. Um, so this one um, is it comes in from uh, our father, and um, it, there's two from Dad actually. Go on, Dad. I was suggesting that William's recurring nightmare uh, as a child was actually true, and Dad was destroying all of his friends one by one. Uh, Dad, Dad emails in. Will was once very popular with many friends. Now he has none. Go figure. Uh, so I think that's uh, caught red-handed father. Mm. Um, we've got another one here from, from again, from, from Peter uh, about dreams. Now, I haven't read all of this, but um, I've got the first few words of the night of our wedding. So I'm certainly looking forward to finishing this email. Um, <laughs> the night of our wedding, I dreamt of a woman of martial appearance on a horse ahead of her troops riding through a crowd of people who were clearly in awe of her. Mm. Mm. That was slightly odd for the first night of marriage. But some weeks later, we were talking to my new wife's sister. My new sister-in-law. Yeah, okay. and I mentioned the dream, uh, to which Georgina exclaimed that she had also dreamt of the same woman on the same night. Oh. A bit like perfectly normal beasts, or a bit spooky. My goodness, Peter, well, that, 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 is, um, that is truly shocking. So, um, listeners, keep us in the loop. Read your dreams. <laughs> I think... Um, I think we're going to sort of keep uh, with this, this, this sort of mystical theme. I'm going to play a bit of pop music, and then I think might be an idea if we did some um, horoscopes. Oh, horoscopes. Horoscopes. We're Dreams be, of the stars. We're going to be reading out some of your horoscopes, listeners. So if you want to know what, um, what's going to become of you, then I suggest you, uh, you stay tuned. Here's mm. I'm Convinced of the Hex, funnily enough, by the Flaming Lips. <laughs> Zodiac signs are an important part of who we are, but astrology is so much more than personality traits. The constant motion of the planets affects our lives in the boardroom, the bedroom, and everywhere in between. From Saint Augustine to Russell Grant, many have tried to harness the awesome power of the Zodiac, but one man stands tall above all others and will guide you through the mystical world of this most astronomical of phenomena. Welcome to Horoscopia. 
An annoying whisper that you've been ignoring for the last week will turn out to be a spider in your ear, encouraging you to strive harder by reading aloud from a motivational book. Taurus. People of all sizes, races, creeds and cultures are united in distaste for your actions in the coming week. But you carry on because, hey, what's their problem? You are. Gemini. The best we can say is that when you look back on Tuesday, you'll realize that at least you weren't surrounded by actual snakes. Just the metaphorical ones who form your social circles. Leo. Your lucky color is blue. Your lucky number is also blue. Your lucky haircut is blue. Your lucky emergency service is blue. You remain upbeat despite an all-pervading synesthesia that will ultimately defy medical science. Cancer. Probably not much going on, same old week. Nobody fancied going out this week. You develop a powerful reliance on Challenge TV before you remember that it was your son's 18th birthday yesterday. Virgo. A fear that all your best friends are phonies is realized when they all simultaneously launch desperately genred covers bands. Libra. Your sign means balance, but in deference to Sod's Law, you spend a lot of time falling over again and again and again. Scorpio. That guy's watching you again, waving his gnarled hands in cryptic patterns. His eyes pierce deeply into yours. Your soul bared, you'll fall in love with a TV weatherman. Sagittarius. Just some goat stuff. Chewing cud, having weird pupils, you know the score. Chevre Blanc's quite nice, though. Aries. Same again, but with sheep. Aquarius. You've changed, man. You never used to even know what star sign you were. What's going on? Get a grip. Pisces. As of Thursday, you are officially on the WWF critically endangered list, but remain blissfully unaware of this, believing, as you do, that you are human. We've, um, we've had some messages in on the subject of dreams, what dreams have you had? Yes. And um, we've had a message in from John Lyon. John uh, Lyon. The wonderful John Lyon. And he, John, John says, Lyon. Um, I once dreamed I was mates with ABBA and we all lived in Stockholm, which is a dream I think we've all shared at some point. Um, but I was just saying to William, isn't there some sort of rule uh, rule of thumb about, um, about you know, if you tell someone your dreams, it's not yeah. going to come true? It will just so, uh, John, dissipate I'm, into I'm the sorry. Ether. I'm so sorry that I've broadcast that and, you know. There'll be another star in heaven tonight and that star <laughs> is John Lyon's dream. Oh, yeah. How lovely. You know what it is? It's nuclear fusion happening millions of light years away and you're powerless to do anything about it. John Lyon! Fair enough. Um, <laughs> we've received another email as well um, from a competition entrance. Oh, yeah. remember, listeners, our judge a book by its cover competition. Yes, and we, the dream the dream was that she'd won the competition judging a book by its cover. It was wonderful, and everyone loved me because I was a winner. 
If only dreams came true. Well, that's a broadcast dream then, so there's another one. <laughs> that's right. It's another that one on the wheelbarrow of destiny. Uh, that's from from Mum. That's from Mother. Right, okay, Mum, so I'm sorry about that. But, um, well, you, you'll find out whether or not you've won, um, possibly maybe in the next link. Yeah, quite possibly. Okay. Who knows? Quite possibly. Or maybe not. I shall consult the owl. <laughs> um, this next tune, um, I guess, well, actually, this next tune, why not? This goes out to John Lyon, uh, because um, I think this is something you may well appreciate. Uh, this is uh, Debris and Alsara, and this is a French-Sudanese crossover, and it goes a little bit like a this. Expressive dancing going on here. Good lord. Yes, thank you very Simon, much. What indeed. was that? Uh, that was uh, Debris and Alsara uh, with a, a, a track. Uh, it's just come off the computer. I can't see what the track name is. But, uh, oh, Raoul. It's, uh, it's, it's wonderful. And uh, yes, there we go. William, tell us all what's happening now. Well, what's happening now is I've got an anecdote. Now, listeners, you may be unfamiliar with what exactly an anecdote is. So I'd like you to think of a story. No, not that story. That's not a story, is it? Let's try again. <laughs> yeah, really? Okay, right, so, so that's a story. Now imagine this story being told to you by the person to whom it happened, okay? In this sense, it, dis it differs from, say, Aesop's fable or the dictionary. This is a story that happened to me and it comes under the heading of an anecdote. Now, <laughs> we're all some of the wiser now. We're slightly wiser. We're all slightly wiser and a lot older. <laughs> Um, uh, yes, the other day working in my Netfield supermarket, I was, uh, quite an early start and I was a little bit confuzzled and I had a lot of stuff to get on with. And uh, as I was busy shifting around the clothes, because I work in fashion, I'm a dedicated follower of people. <laughs> and uh, as I reached behind uh, one of the, uh, the jumpers, it was a jumper, mm -hmm. it's a nice little jumper, it's uh, mainly navy blue, it's got a slight mild design on it, it's got a kind of grey shoulders. Yeah. It's nice. I reached to pick it up, and I felt a sharp pain in my hand. A very sharp pain in my hand. As if the jumper was attacking me, maybe it liked where it was, it wasn't in the right place, I was going to set it right on that score. Then I realised it wasn't the jumper attacking me, because uh, it's mainly acrylic and cotton. Acrylic and cotton rarely attacks people, unless they're susceptible to static. <laughs> so I went, Wah! and kind of uh, flicked my hand, mm -hmm. and uh, put the jumper sensibly away because I noticed something had attached to my hand, and the thing that had attached to my hand yes. was... I want you to guess what it was. Your watch? No. Why did my watch attack me? I've done it no ill. Look, I've looked after it. <laughs> yeah, all right, fair point. Uh, what might have attacked me? Gun. A gun. I don't know. A gun attack. A child. No, there wasn't a child. A manager. No, there wasn't a manager. There aren't any managers. I don't know, William. I don't know they're what just, attacked you. I'm just barely holding on to this anecdote. Okay, right. So essentially, I picked up a jumper. Something attacked my hand. Okay? Yes! Right. Now, I'm going to give you a hint. It was uh, chitinous in, in its nature. <laughs> Get on with the bloody anecdote. <laughs> so anyway, I got bitten by a spider. Oh, <laughs> right. Brilliant. Oh, no, no, no. I got bitten by a spider, but... Right. I... Have you ever been bitten by a spider before, Simon? I have, but it was a radioactive one, and I'm not even going to go there where, where that led me. No, that's the end of my anecdote. Oh, was it really? No, it wasn't. Okay. It wasn't. Sorry, it wasn't. My my, my anecdote because it's based in in fact. Yeah. It is fact. It's not based in. Fact. <laughs> yes. All things are based in fact. I also <laughs> shut up. Get on with it. 
love drivingness into the ground. It's been such a good oh. show. Now, I got bitten by the spider, and obviously I was a bit shocked. Yes. Okay, because it, it drew blood. Right. I had actual blood, like, going down my hand quite yes. fast. Quite a lot of blood came out, and I studied it for a bit. As you do. Well, because I wanted to find out what kind of spider it was, because obviously there's a lot of dangerous spiders about the world. <laughs> we're in the world, therefore we're in the danger zone. Highway to the danger zone, Kenny Loggins. <laughs> Get on with it! I'm really going to struggle editing this in into a workable anecdote for the podcast. No, you're going to leave this hole. I wasn't going to take umbrage with you, boy. I'm going to do this every time if you don't leave this. Carry hole. on. Get on with it. Finish this. Th- so, for a start, I was busy trying to suck all the poison out of the bites. <laughs> yes. Good night, because I could feel it. Yes. I, really, I could feel it. I was trying to suck all the poison out. I wasn't really thinking because I was a bit shocked, and so I was drinking it rather than spitting <laughs> <laughs> Which may have contributed to what a slightly dazed feeling afterwards. And I was staring at this spider. And then looked up, saw some customers about to walk down the aisle, thought they're not going to want to see a big dangerous spider and a man panicking, so I stamped on the spider. Its legs went everywhere like they'd been ejected, which is ridiculous, suddenly there's just spider legs all over the place. I wandered down to the fitting room, put some returns away, because, you know, we need to make sure the place stays tidy. Then approached one of my colleagues and said, look, I'm going to have to go. I've been bitten by a spider, there's blood pouring out of my hand, I'm feeling a little bit dizzy and confused. I'm going to nip outside and find out what kind of a spider it is. Now, I went on a spider... It's an anecdote. This is how anecdotes work. I'm trying to speed it up. So, I nipped outside for a coffee, and um, it was just a black coffee. I take it... (laughs) I take it at 80% strength. It's good. It's, you know, 20p, it'll do. Um, But I imagine there's some kind of a deal based for the people who supply the vending machines. And... and, Don't go. Don't go. Don't leave me. Don't leave me. I'm leaving you unless you end this anecdote Okay, I will end the anecdote with the strange little punchline. It was a very odd spider. They're not well recorded. Apparently it's native to this country, right? But it doesn't have any known habitats within this country, okay? Right. It's called the hobo spider. And my favorite thing about it, because I've still got the little bite marks on my hand, right? Yes. Is that medical science is split as to whether the hobo spider causes no ill consequences whatsoever or aggressive necrosis. (laughs) Right, I'm coming back to the chair now. Okay. That's my fun anecdote. You're back in the chair? I'm back in the chair. Here's Voltaire. My <laughs> granny while on her deathbed. Ten radio. Ten radio. Indeed. <laughs> Most certainly. What else? Uh, listeners, we're going to wrap up our um, Judge a Book by its cover competition. Uh, if you um, hadn't heard of this before, it's too late for you to enter. Um, but basically, the gist of it is... Uh, we um, we wanted you to send in um, pictures of your favourite book covers uh, and the winner will win a copy of Dave Irwin's book Everything Will Work Out in the Long Run The formerly interviewed on this very this show, show in this very room, Dave Irwin And uh, so um, we've got, we had uh, four entrants yeah. troops, which I know may sound small but that's actually pretty good for us uh, Our first entrant was um, Seb Vars who sent in his photograph of um, his book uh, cooking for your cat <laughs> which has got a wonderful cover uh, it's a beautifully laid out table uh, with a plate knife and fork a wooden chair and this enormous fat cat uh, leaning its arm over the t- the table onto the um, the plate and he looks like a big fat angry cat um, and the, uh, the 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 picture's a bit blurry but um it's cooking for your cat healthy homemade uh oh, no I can't read the rest of that <laughs> I could read it on the computer, but well, I can't like read it printed out. No, no, it's not obscene. Can't read the rest. Of 
Uh, William, what, what, what have you okay, got? Okay, and uh, another entrant is uh, from our own dear mother, uh, Joanne Lee, and it, the title of the book is "Inquire Within Upon Everything." It's a lovely old book. It's, a, it's yeah, it's going to be one of these things that will be a family heirloom until mm. such time as it completely disintegrates, and it's well on its way. And uh, there's a, it's uh, lovely and tatty. It's clearly got some kind of a cotton cover. There's a group of people. Uh, looking through a window, oh. they're inquiring within upon everything. There's a policeman there, the Victorian types. They've got hats and they've got canes, and of course they're all as a group: the policeman, the family, everyone, looking into a window from the outside. <laughs> Inquire within upon everything. This creepy assemblage of people. <laughs> it should also be said that I mean, this is a book that's uh, it's, it's it's near sort of turn of the century time, isn't it? Yeah, so, I, I think it's of, like it's like eighteen ninety eight. I think yeah. it is. Uh, but it's a, it's a it's a great book. Yeah. And it's got like sort of lots of um, um, home medical um, it, yeah, advice. Yeah, it's got valuable it? home medical advice. It's got um, advice on etiquette. It's got um, etiquette. one of my favourite cocktail recipes in there is the monkey gland. Which is delightful. Yeah. Speaking of cocktails, uh, our third entrant was um, the wonderful Johnny Do. Of, of this very of, ten of, parishes. Of, of, of this very ten parishes. Johnny sent in a photograph of his favourite book. It's called the Savoy Cocktail Book, and it's sort of like a done out in an Art Deco sort of style. Uh, it's got um, a, a picture of a man sort of supping a, uh, a silhouette of a man supping a glass of drink and uh, that glass of drink is then creating a lightning bolt effect through oh. his body and one of the uh, pointy ends of the lightning bolt is um, is piercing his heart so Johnny writes uh, this cover says exactly what it does if you follow the instructions lightning bolt to the heart it's a, it's a terrific cover Johnny thank you very much for that one again these will all be up on the internet before mm -hmm. long and finally and, and finally um, from a Mr Mark Brunt we have My Story by uh, Leonard Studley and um, it's a, a picture of a slightly ropey uh, painting of a lovely village scene and in the front of it in a circle wind in the willow style there's a there's a there's a lovely fellow there who's um just holding on to a, a thumbstick and he's got a lovely flat cap on it says of nigh 80 years in the broad windsor area of the hill country of west dorset my story <laughs> and apparently the book itself was stunningly well received by the radio 2 listeners of rolf's walkabout show so no no higher praise no, no higher <laughs> praise i'm not sure if that's stunningly well received or stunningly well received <laughs> That's a very good point. Yeah. Now, listeners, um, the, we, we, we've thought long and hard about this, and um, the winner, there can only be one winner because um, there's only one there's book. There's only, only one book. Um, it's, uh, it's Mark Brunt uh, for, for, the, Mark for the book My Story by Leonard Studley. Yeah. And I think, well, can you just read the, um, the sort of bit at the bottom again, bottom of the cover? Yeah, of nigh 80 years, my story, of nigh 80 years in the Broad Windsor area of the hill country of West Dorset. <laughs> so specific. Quite specific, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm quite keen to see if, um, if if I can get a hold of a copy of this. It looks like gr a gripping read. So congratulations, Mark. Um, uh, email us your address and we'll get the book sent out to you. Commiserations to everybody else, but thank you so much for taking part. And w the, the pictures of the books will be up on, up on our website. And I would say, actually, as testament to all four of these entries, I think all four of them could adequately serve as an alternative to the Quantock Court or Owls. <laughs> all four of them have the same promise that both the Quantock Court and Owls have. When you look at the cover, you think, this is going to be nonsense. That's going to be ridiculous, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Which I guess is exactly what we were looking for. So yeah, well done to everybody. Sorrynotinservice.com. Yep. At some point over the weekend, I will put these pictures up. Mm-hmm. Speaking of nonsense, here's Cooler Shaker. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh look, I've got an email. It's sat there in my inbox. Let's have a read and see what it says and then do everything it instructs me to. Ha oh, ha, you f***ing idiot. I'm junk mail. I'm gonna screw you over. Take you for every penny you're worth, you f***ing puppet. Uh, what do you think I am, genuine? Uh, you must be f***ing joking, you dirty twat. Send us your bank details. <coughs> right, listeners, uh, it's uh, time for more junk mail. We've been getting so much junk mail. And actually, we've been getting junk mail from our listeners as well. Really? Yeah, uh, actual junk mail that they forwarded on, not just rubbish emails. Not just they're, they're looking for alternative <laughs> methods of no. revenue. Actually, both of these are from Mum, um, which does beg the question, what the hell has she been signing up to? Um, so the first one she sent, uh, it was, um, Dear Customer. Good start. Your ID, comma, comma, Apple percentage degree sign... That's everyone's ID. ...has been used to open a session iCloud from <laughs> an unauthorised computer. An unauthorised... That's... Un- Unauthorised computer. Well, that's an authorised computer. Your account has been frozen <laughs> temporarily <laughs> in order to protect it. Please approve and valide your account. V A L I D E, your account. Valide? That's the first one from Mum. Second one. The, su- the subject, that. this is from PayPal. The subject. It does sound some for like, legal reasons. I think we ought to say it's not from PayPal. Well, it's not. It says, it says it's from PayPal at service.com. Anyway, the subject for this email is Hello, your dear customer. I've, <laughs> I've been sent this message to some of the. Re- oh, I'll start this again. This is actually the subject field. Hello, your dear customer. I've been, I've been sent this message to some of the reasons that we have encountered with your PayPal account. Please confirm and appropriateness of the information that came down the site and thank you. The thing is, that's the subject, but the actual meat of the email is all perfectly normal language. Just cut and paste, like almost cut and pasted from a natural PayPal email. So they've gone to all that effort. Well, not all that effort. They've copied and pasted it. But the 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 thing, they've they've sort of fallen down right at the end. It goes, "Yours sincerely, PayPal," and then at the bottom it says, "Fin de la conversation." Fan de la conversation. Check it. Fan de la conversation. <laughs> Brilliant. Right, but this, this is this is one that oh, I've received, wow. and I think this is possibly my favourite bit of junk mail. And I'm sorry, listeners, this is quite long. This one, but it had me literally rolling in the aisles. Okay, well, some of our junk emails they they start off with um, was it dear friend, uh, uh, yeah, dear, dear business, uh, partner. Dear, dear business partner, dear so this, sir. Yeah, this one begins, dear victim. <laughs> you ready? You ready? I mean, that's a strong opening gambit. I think yeah, I just you, found out how I'm going to greet people at checkouts from you, now. You do want to read on, don't you, from that? Do right. You? Well, you have to. You have to, really. <laughs> this is to intimate you of a very important information, which will be of gr- a great help to redeem you from all the difficulties you have been experiencing in getting your long overdue payment due to excessive demand for money from you by both corrupt bank officials, online lovers, and courier companies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, trans- I'll translate that slightly I think the gist of it is that I've been apparently trying to reclaim money from bank officials, online lovers and courier companies <laughs> and this email is going to explain how to do it courier companies <laughs> online lovers <laughs> right, it goes on <laughs> due to over rampant internet banking corrupt activities hate <laughs> it excessively rampant yeah. and, also the hi- off. and also the high rate of scam on internet <laughs> Oh, Compensation payment was stop. Not stop. Right. Um, oh, wow. On our information we got about you, 
and they haven't even introduced themselves yet. On our information we got about you, we found out that you are among those that have lost money to these internet scammers that claim to pay you back. So these are people that presumably I've paid out, these online lovers, these bank officials and these courier companies I've paid uh, and I want the money back but they're not giving it back to me. That's what this email is. Anyway, they haven't introduced themselves yet, Will. Okay. I don't know if you picked up on this. So um, they're yep. just going to introduce themselves now in the second paragraph. Okay. I am Banky Moon. Director of International Affairs in the United Nations. Banky Moon. Second paragraph. I am Banky Moon. <laughs> You'd think if Banky Moon was emailing you, that would be quite near the top. But no. I thought it'd be an email address. I am Banky Moon, Director of International Affairs in the United Nations. Who's trustworthy? <laughs> we need somebody to put on this thing that everyone everyone likes. Banky Moon, Banky presumably. Moon. <laughs> Basically the best available. So <laughs> that or Paul Daniels. <laughs> It may interest you to know that reports have reached our office by so many correspondences on the uneasy way which people like you are treated by various banks, online lovers and career companies. By our office? Does it mean the UN? Yes. <laughs> he literally does. So he's, 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 uh, they've been receiving lots of people complaining about various banks, online lovers and career companies, and I'm just one of them. After a meeting on 31st of June 2014... 31st of June? 31st of June? There's no 31st of June, I've just noticed that. <laughs> After the meeting on 31st of June, an official agreement was reached on Tuesday the 1st of July between the Board of Trustees and Security Company, which took an immediate effect for the Security Company to issue all the victims a certified international MasterCard worth $10,500,000 US dollars. So, I mean, I've forgotten about all these transactions that I've made to online lovers and courier companies, but apparently it totals and bank roughly... Officials. And bank officials. It, it totals roughly $10.5 million. Well, they're very rampant. All governmental and non-governmental prostates, NGOs, finance companies, banks, online lovers, security companies and diplomats which have been in contact with you of late have been instructed to back off. <laughs> That's language gleaned straight from the UN. Your fund will be released to you directly from our source with immediate effect and we shall give you further details on how your fund will be released. You are hereby advised to provide your information as stated below. Then Banky Moon wants my information. Banky Moon's email address, incidentally, is at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, this is the final bit, final bit of this roller coaster of emotions. Uh, Banky Moon has a final bit of advice for me at the end of this email. I hope this is clear. Banky Moon, this could not be clearer, this email. And then he's put some words in caps here, which I'll shout. I hope this is clear. Stop any further communication with anyone. Anyone? <laughs> Stop any further communication with anyone. Any action contrary to this instruction is at your own risk. <laughs> Listeners, I'm not going to con uh, communicate with anybody because Banky Moon's going to send me a MasterCard with a credit limit of £10.5 straight from the UN. So uh, this is Simon Lee, over and out. Man alive, I'm looking at a picture of Banky Moon. and <laughs> I'm starting to see it, to be honest. <laughs> Let's have a look. Yep, there's Banky Moon. Yep, that's the man who wrote this email. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, look up a picture of Banky Moon on Wikipedia and then just think... Yeah, that's probably the kind of person uh, I who'd think, uh, help you out in the event of uh, receiving problems from online lovers and <laughs> over career, career companies. Career companies and over rampant banking officials. Uh, but yeah, so listeners, I think I'm going to put that up on the website as well. That's, I think that that's the on best the website, bit of yeah. junk mail I've ever received. Also, I quite like the idea of being sued for copyright infringement by junk mail. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And the meeting that was held on the 31st of June. Not only that, but it's Banky Moon 1313. Yeah, so there's been several banky moons at gmail.com. Well, I'm going to guess that it's called 1313 because that's a significant uh, base in the Star Wars universe. <laughs>
I wouldn't know. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Right, okay, there we are. Uh, here's a lovely bit of tunage from um, regular favourites, the Decemberists. Oh, your shanty band, lovely. Yes, my shanty band. Here's a lovely shanty. Band. What could that be? On its way, over the hill. Is that riding a top? Is that Banky Moon? Here she comes. Oh, good grief. That was a uh, gong with uh, Love Is How You Make It. And before that was William's Shanty Band with um, uh, The Infanta. That's right. Now, listeners, um, we, I, 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 I was going to use this for my, uh, my scene, my, my, my who's seen best thing this week. But... Um, but I chose not to. Uh, this is a, a video that I saw uh, on uh, on the YouTubes, which, as we discussed uh, last show, graduated from CFAX to the internet recently. Yes, it did. Everyone uh, remembers when they used to load up YouTube on CFAX. 335, YouTube. <laughs> that's, that's right. Uh, it, I stumbled across this interview with the uh, Blur guitarist, Graham Coxon. Oh. Uh, he, was on, um, he was on BBC Breakfast, and uh, he was discussing his new album, um, A&E. And um, uh, the gist of it is that the interview sort of went in the direction that the hosts weren't the the hosts weren't really expecting. And um, I'll, I'll I'll talk you through it. This is the uh, the first section from the interview. Oh, incidentally, I have edited this into chunks, and I have taken out some bits of sort of superfluous information. But this is pretty close to to, to what it's like. Thank you very much. Graham Coxon's having a rather busy 2012. His band Blur won the Outstanding Contribution to Music Award at the Brits. Now they're preparing for the Olympics, well, the closing ceremony concert. And he's just released his eighth solo album. He'll be going on tour with it this month. And uh, the new album is called A&E, because Graham became increasingly aware of the rise in drug use amongst teenagers in Britain. So we're going to speak to him in just a moment. Very good morning to you. Morning, Graham. Morning. So, um, so there you go. So the, the host has sort of explained that Graham's new album, A&E, is about the, the drug use of children. Uh, and yeah, and it, it, I kind of get the notion. Yeah, you yeah, probably it's, take your child to A and E. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, the, the whole thing just didn't really sit right. I can't, couldn't imagine Mr. Coxon calling an album that for that reason. Anyway, some researchers have obviously told them that that's what it's about. Um, but they, they then play uh, a, a clip of Graham's uh, music video, and um, I, I think at that point they sort of they are perhaps told that the information the um, the researchers have given them is a, is a little bit daft. Here's the second bit. Right, A and E. Explain because it's not quite as click as we thought it was, the name of the album. album. Oh yeah, well that's just accident emergency. Yes. I, just, I just called it that because um, but, um, I couldn't think of anything better really after a while. What, so, hang on, is this a random term you plucked out of the air thinking, I can't think of any name, let's just call it A&E? Well that's all random really, isn't it? <laughs> that's a fair point. I think we need that as a sting. We need that when we it's run all out random, of stuff. It's to all say. random, really, isn't it? Um, so, it's no denying it, Graham. So um, I think I think the, the the man host is called Bill Turnbull. He's he's a little bit sort of put Bill out. Turnbull. I think he's called Bill Turnbull. He's a little bit put out by by, by Graham's reasoning for calling it A and E. Graham then tries to sort of explain a little bit more about why it's called A and E because I think he realises that the hosts are in trouble. So it has it has actually nothing to do with any concerns that you may or may not have about the youth of today? Well, it, it wasn't really specifically about, about that. It, it, it's really about how, I'm, how I am, as an antisocial sort of, not young man, um, view, view the world via bad documentaries and the news. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's kind of um, imbued with a certain anxiety and, and um, sort of um, par paranoia, the album. But, so but it's fun. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So at this point, both hosts are pretty much falling to pieces because all their questions are completely redundant. 
because the album isn't about drug use amongst the young. I mean, like, we can't actually do interviews. I really can't do interviews, <laughs> as the Simon Monterey one demonstrates. But I, surely you just have additional lines of questioning. You would think so, but not these two, because um, against all logic, they persevere with their questioning. So, so you, I mean, because there is this concern, isn't there, that young people are drinking too much, they're experimenting too much, and that there is a perception that that's on quite a wide scale. You know, if anybody was going to get involved with that 20 years ago, it was those guys kind of involved in pop music. You think that that's exaggerated, or that's something that does seem to be happening? Well, I think it's, it's probably happening, but it is exaggerated at the same time. I think if you watch something like Booze Britain, you've got you've got sort of half an hour of snappily mm. edited together incidents mm. that might have been from a whole weekend and so you mm. have the impression that Friday night is Armageddon all over the country mm. when it might not be. <laughs> so Graham, bless him, is trying his best to... <laughs> I don't know why they didn't think to just, just drop, drop the subject. Yeah, just drop the subject entirely, so how mm. was it writing it? Just go into standard interview mode. Exactly. Don't, where do you get your crazy ideas from? Not what do you think of Friday night in Britain? Bill Turnbull then uh, turns us up to 11, and, and this is properly cringeworthy. It's absolutely horrible. Um, it, it gets a little bit personal. Graham does his best to sort of fend it off with a bit of worldly advice, but just listen out for Bill Turnbull when he's sort of going down this line of inquiry and he's sort of realising halfway through his question that he might be talking himself into a little bit of trouble. At the same time, you're your father. You have been a father for 12 years now. Yeah. Uh, and so that uh, is bound to give you pause for thought as your mm. daughter enters her teenage and slightly more hazardous... Well, she has more choices to make, put it that way. Yeah, yes, definitely. Uh, well, you know, I, I think you just can only take things... A, a, a day at a time, really, and um, trust trust your kid to make my decisions, but but keep an eye on them. Mm. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's pretty horrible. But then, for some reason, they come out with all these blur questions, as if why didn't you just ask the blur questions? This is the the end of the awkward bit. It is it is odd whether you going to be too loose a parent or too overbearing. Mm. You've got to just be whatever is needed that day. I think really. Yeah, it's a fine balance, yeah. Now, Blur, who yeah. still exist as a band, of course, and have had some pretty significant <coughs> gigs and awards uh, yeah. in the past year or so, are going to be performing at this Olympic ceremony closing concert yeah. in Hyde Park. Now, just why, when you have Blur questions, I, I think I'll put a link up to the video uh, again yes. up on the website, but it oh was just God. absolutely gobsmacking. That's and incredible. Yeah, so there we go. So that that's, was BBC Breakfast. That's that BBC Breakfast? <laughs> yeah, all the time. Uh, this is um, Steve Malcolmus with, um, with Craw Song. Well, that was Stephen Malcolmus there with his pop song. Uh, we, we were very lucky to have had uh, a report sent in to us by a scientist mm -hmm. on a pressing matter, um, which has been um, puzzling me for a long time. Yes. Uh, and it's the subject of um, uh, whether or not, if you pull a face and the wind changes, your face will stay the same in, in, the, in the face pooled mode. Yeah, up until this moment, uh, science has not tested this. No, well, um, mm. thankfully, our in-house scientist has, and we're going to hear from him right now. Sorry Not In Service, in association with the impermanence of the universe, is proud to present the Professor Frisian Hillbilly Scientific Exploration Hypotenules. In this instance, exploring the notion of expressional inflexibility and the linked climactic conditions. 
hypothesis. I am of the opinion that, having made express my emotions, or an impression thereof, an alteration in sesoric velocity will render permanent the physical manipulation of my front head. Method. Having eliminated all conceivable variables, including time and its unruly child, patience, I shall make and face. I shall then proceed to wait until the wind changes at some point. Data collection. Conclusion Analysis of the data collected reveals that, despite repeated reassurances in folk memory, the wind changing does not make permanent a change in facial expression. Nonetheless, I cannot declare the veracity of this test, as I was aware of the experiment, observed it, and thus may have affected the outcome. However, the conclusion is not our drive, only the acquisition of science. For science! Well, that's nicely cleared that one up. Thank you, Professor. Thank you. That was our breaks with our all-night disco party. That used to be in uh, the part of my jogging playlist for when I knew I was going to be getting a bit tired and confused. Really? Well, yes. listeners, if you're feeling tired and confused, then uh, well, we, hope, we hope you're not because you've just listened to that pop song, and, and hopefully there may be some varmints to entertain you. Because we are saying goodbye, aren't we, Will? We are saying goodbye. For, for the next fortnight, and we're also saying goodbye to this wonderful building. Oh, yeah. uh, listeners may, may know that uh, Ten Radio is moving from wonderful uh, Croft Cottage here, which has been our home for many years, and our home, uh, for, sorry, not in service for a year. We're moving down to the base. The base. Uh, the ace of base down at uh, Kingsley's. <laughs> Not really, because we're going to Kingsmead School, um, where um, where the news station is, the studio has been set up, and uh, the next time you hear us broadcasting, we'll be in our swanky new studio. Yeah. Uh, so um, so yeah, very exciting. So I just like to say to these four walls, walls, you've been wonderful to us. Have they? Uh, they've sort of. Yeah. They, they, they've certainly oh. housed some stuff. Keeps the rain off. It does. <laughs> yep. Um, so. <laughs> Well, there we go. So that's all good then. Uh, listeners, Mark thank you very much for joining us this evening. Thank you very much for your, all your emails. I'm sorry if we didn't manage to read all of them out. Yeah. Um, but um, Weirdly, we actually got some this time. <laughs> exactly, so it confused us a little bit. Podcast up, the, up over the weekend. Yep. We will, um, I'll put the Graham Coxon interview video up there. We'll put photographs of our competition entrance and our winner to the Judge of Book Fights cover competition. We'll put the spam up there. I'll put the spam up there. It's going to be heavy duty. Uh, it's um, sorrynotonservice.com and we'll see you in a fortnight. See you in a fortnight. Bye, Will. Bye, Simon. Bye, listeners. See you every day. Gordano. Well, no, 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 Gordano. We ought to work out what the opposite of Gordano is. <laughs> Gordano on Darog. On Darog! On Darog! To one and all. Uh, this is, um, th- that was the podcast. That was it. It's over. And, uh, on Darog, of course, <laughs> being the word that summons thrum. For <laughs> his weekly rampage. Um, we'll, um, we'll speak to you in a couple of weeks from our new home, The Base. The Base. And, uh, base one. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, good distinction. And um, that's what will happen. <laughs> is that the end of it? I swear we normally say other stuff. No, that's it. Is it? Yeah.
Ja, 